Season one of Two Scoops has been brought to you by Sticks and Stones May Break My Bones, but Chains and Whips Excite Me. A sister reclaiming my time. The body. Get into it. Feeling good all up in this skin, honey. If you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it. Meditation, mindfulness, and self-care. Histoire, l'art, musique. Africa's young, black, and gifted. Black girl magic. L-O-V-E, love. Get into it. Cam. Mr. B. Is it recording? You know it. Let's give the people something new. It's time to serve it up. What's the scoop? Let's go. Serving it up, UK to the States. No tea, no shade, it's all grace. Nothing we can't discuss in this place. Black culture set the stage, please. Two scoops, baby. Yeah, two, two, two scoops. We back. This is Two Scoops, the season finale of Two Scoops. And by now, you definitely know who we are. We are your two lovable hosts, bringing you the sweet. I am Cam. And I'm bringing all of the seasonings. I'm Mr. B. (laughs) (laughs) All of the seasonings, sis. All of them. (laughs) Which ones? This is the last one. Give me a top five. Oh, I, I love me a Chinese five spice. Um, all the chilies, oh, rosemary, mint. We can have a lot of mint. Yeah, th- th- those are my top. Those are my. Ooh, those are my tops. Mm-mm. Delicate tops. Come on, fem tops. We love a fem top. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. It's it's. What is this? Episode fourteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, 14. Yeah. I don't want it to... I almost don't want it to end. Um, I think the break will definitely give us some, you know, some good headspace to come to come in full throttle. But what a journey. What a journey. I mean, it, it really feels like yesterday that we decided to press record for the very first time and jankily get through our first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can't really hear it in the edit, but just for full disclosure, we were like, what are we supposed to do? We forgot how to have a conversation with each other. Legit. (laughs) So you are, where are you at? Where are you at? I see the backdrop looks different today. So folks, I am in Chichester. That is a small town. Some folks call it a city. It's a town. In the south of England, for those of you who don't know, it's close to the south coast. It's not right on the coast, but she's close enough. Um, so yeah, I am in Chichester for the summer, and I'm down here for a little show I'm doing. I'm back to work in the theater. The theaters yes. are opening back up. So she got to go collect that coin, honey. I actually can't wait to see you back on stage. It's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be exciting. I think... With the time that we, we as the world, and then of course we in the arts industry with what we've been dealing with, it's just, it's great to be back. At We'll open up with 50% capacity audience wise, but listen, I'll take that. <laughs> I'd rather just be doing it. Um, 
so yeah, I guess this 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 closing of our Two Scoops journey of the first chapter, I should say, the mm-hmm. first book, really came at perfect timing. Um, and even though I'm not in my home in London recording, I'm just glad that I, you know, have the means to record wherever I am and 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 share this last moment with Mr. B and with you all listening. Should we jump straight into the scoop of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, yes, yes. This is Scoop of the Week. You all know what it is. We're going to share with you some things that we want you to know. What's on our minds? What's on our hearts? So I'll start off by saying, continuing, I should say, that I am in South Pacific. That is a musical by Rodgers and Hammerstein for all you musical theater queens out there. It's old school musical theater. You're going to hear some big, beautiful singing beautiful staging. It's really going to be a great show. So if you are in the United Kingdom and can travel around, I kindly invite you to come see South Pacific. It is running at the Chichester Festival Theater, the 5th of July to the 5th of September. It's a huge cast. The creative team is amazing. And we really worked so hard to bring a popular, but kind of, you know, sometimes it's because it's a classic, it's it can tend to get boring. So we have approached this in some new ways, new innovative ways that are still accessible for people, for many types of people. And we really dive deep into some of the social issues that are written about, including racism and misogyny. So perfect for you listeners of our lovely little podcast. Um, so yes, it is down at the Chichester Fest- Festival Theatre. It is down at the Chichester Festival Theater in Chichester, England. You can check the website out. I'll put all that stuff in the episode description. But yeah, if you want some musical theater and if you want to see me, come see me. Come down. Yes, country girl. She's a country girl <laughs> now. It's different down here. Oh, Cam, I can't wait to see you live on stage. Cannot wait. My scoop of the week is a bit general. I'm feeling good. Work's been great. Um, let's go straight into it. You know, I, a few weeks ago, I recorded and, you know, I was very open and vulnerable and said that my mental health, you know, wasn't wasn't where I'd like it to be. And mm-hmm. I just want to thank all of you hoes <laughs> for all the lovely <laughs> messages, all of the lovely messages. I mean, there are a few of you um, that really didn't have to reach out, really didn't have to say all of those nice words. Um, it's so appreciated. You know, I didn't... It, appreciated and unexpected. So thank you for that. But she's back like cook crack. Um, like cook crack, cook the cook crack, right? or something, or, or or you know, yeah. But I'm feeling good. Um, coming out of lockdown, and mm. diving into all of the things <laughs> may have rocked me. You know, I think I put way too many expectations um, on myself, and 
I probably wasn't checking in with with myself as much as I could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, kind of, you know, now that the dust has settled, it feels really good to kind of be out. I saw Six the musical, Ooh. Um, which is live at the lyric, which is gorgeous, all female led cast band, gorgeous, fun, feel good show. Um, also saw my girls, Mifsin and Spencer at Queer Talk yes. Live. Um, Shout out to Queer Talk. Yes. And that was a lot of fun. That was at the, um, oh my God, that was Above the Stag at Vauxhall. They did great. They did great. Um, yeah, it was just great to be in a... It, it's been great being in theatre spaces and watching live performers and performances. Let's let, let's hope this energy continues. But that's my scoop of the week. So yeah, child, it's different down here. I mean, it's only an hour and a half away from London, but... <laughs> she ain't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> oh Lord, where's Toto? Right <laughs> in the English what? Channel. <laughs> you must be missing your hubby. I am. Can I tell you this? Of course, I can tell you this. So he drove me down last week Sunday, and yeah, it took us about an hour and a half. Really cute drive down, low stress. I felt like I was packing to go away for a year because the amount of bags I had, but we won't comment on that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was lovely. Got to my accommodations. My host, she is amazing. We are by sight very opposite. She is an older white woman, um, very posh, very middle class. And obviously I am not an older white woman (laughs) from the middle (laughs) class. Um, But immediately, I mean, we got on, we got along on the phone like we were besties before I'd even seen her. But when we met face to face, you know, you just feel that the energy is good. And it, it's exactly that. And we've shared so many good moments. But anyway, he drove me down. We settled, walked around the town for about 45 minutes or so just to see what this is giving. And it was time for him to go home because it was Father's Day And, you know, he had to see his dad and be with his family. And I got really sad. I got really sad as he was, he got in, you know, he got in the car and I was like, oh my gosh. And then he drove away and it was like, you know, I'm so dramatic. It was just like full on cinema, like moment. Did you run after the car? I basically did. (laughs) Like my spirit did. (laughs) Um, But I just watched him drive off into the distance and then I got back in the house and I had a good old cry, like, just because, you know, it's just, it's been a lot Mm. going from employed to unemployed in that respect, and then back to work, but back to a job that isn't in London, and having to be away from not only from home, but from my husband, who I'd been up under for a year and a half, which feels like ages, but you know, it's just, it's been such big changes that I guess have been a shock to my, to me. <laughs> so it was a sad couple of hours on that day, but then I just started thinking about all that's to come. Yeah. And one of the last things he said to me before he drove away, it was that he's proud of me. 
And I think that's probably also what also got me going. Because <laughs> in the back of my head, I was thinking, gosh, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, maybe, maybe I should have waited to find a job that would have kept me in London. But, you know, I'm meant to be here and to hear that he's proud of me, you know, despite obviously, you know, it, it's a challenge for him as well. Yeah. He wishes I were there. Um, but for him to unconditionally show me that love and that respect, I'm just like, wow, I'm so grateful for that. He's such a lovely man. Like, you know, it's just, it's all, we've had a couple dinners, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um we had a we had a double date recently, mm-hmm. which was a triple date. A triple actually. date. <laughs> I'm less fancy here. You say that, <laughs> <laughs> which was super cute. Um, it's just lovely being just being around your couple's dynamic. Y'all play too much. We play too much. No, no, no. no listen, and your your husband is quite the character so <laughs> don't even he give is. me that in fact when we you and i arrived after they yeah, did and they were already they sat were with the cocktail together yeah they were they, they were posted up <laughs> waiting for us <laughs> i was like Mm-mm. but no it, it it was lovely getting to have that moment of you know couples just getting together because i don't know it's, for me it's very rare i don't have a lot of um couples friends who we get to hang out with mm-hmm. so i'm glad to have you both in our in our lives in our spheres and our circles same here darling same here so this is the season finale i am it almost doesn't feel real and i think maybe four weeks in when we haven't recorded i'll be like oh fuck shit we mm-hmm. <laughs> we've so but in but saying that, you know, I'm also looking forward to the break mm. and going, you know, and just going back to the drawing board with our ideas and what we want to give. And hopefully, you know, our community of listeners will will let us know what they want from season two. Um, because, you know, this is about the bigger conversation. Absolutely. Which will never end. And as time goes on, we will continue to need to talk about X, Y, and Z that that affect us. Yeah. You know what I mean when I say us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as well as the community at large. You know, it's it's um it's always going to be needed. It's been, you know, I, I walked in to this um project with you with so many insecurities um <clears throat> yeah she's being vulnerable again uh, <laughs> you know about not being articulate enough interesting enough the sound of my voice all of these bullshit bullshit things all of these fucking bullshit um you know, all of these things that um found their way into my consciousness and I really should have, you know, I I really should have batted them back. But listening to, listening back to every podcast and just meeting all of our amazing guests Mm. that we've had, 
Um, sorry, I heard your stomach and it really threw me up. <laughs> what? I heard your th- stomach and it really. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry y'all my stomach has been rumbling i've eaten and i guess it's digesting <laughs> but gosh i didn't realize my mic was that hot mm-hmm. anyway i'm hearing everything all the all the gurgles and goggles girl <laughs> she's regular <laughs> <laughs> i walked into this space with so many insecurities and you know, we're at the end of season one and I'm like, fuck, yes, you know, you you can do this. You have got something to say and people want to hear it. And um, I always talk about us, you know, black people holding, taking up space and telling our own stories. And previous to this project, I always second guessed shit that I put out there should I post this? Should I not post this? Should I say this? Shouldn't I say this? It's all a contribution and it's all valid. This has been very validating. Well, first of all, I'm I'm going to continue to affirm you. You absolutely have everything to say, give, share with everybody. I mean, you have been so vulnerable in this whole process and you've helped me to open my ass up <laughs> um well listen <laughs> you're not you... the first person to say that so <laughs> keep that in okay you I are will. not <laughs> let me shut up <laughs> uh but no like for real like yeah you really you you've taught me that you've simply taught me that bitch it's okay <laughs> It ain't gotta be perched all the time. Sometimes she needs to be laying right on her side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, I've I've learned so much from you, whether you know it or not. Well, now you know it. In this whole process. And I've learned to ease, you know, the 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 process of of us trying to figure out what we're gonna talk about each episode has gotten easier. And it's just about being us and then connecting with everyone else who's listening. And I think the more that we heard back from people, whether it be our guests or our listeners, it just showed like, yeah, we need to do this. Like this isn't, this goes beyond what what we like to do, you know, it's yeah, necessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I you really, yeah, you really, um, I can really relate to that feeling. Um, <clears throat> there are lots of great podcasts by, you know, queer people of colour um, based in the UK and abroad. But there aren't enough. Mm. And to be a part of the queer podcasting community, oh, it feels good. Not mm-hmm. going to lie. It feels really fucking good. Um isn't that crazy to say though? I, like out loud, like we are a part of the queer post- that podcasting community. But it's true. We're taking up space. What have you found challenging? Letting things just be what they are. Um, and I think because, you know, 
this podcast is lightly scripted and edited. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, 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 I don't know. I, I took that too seriously. Maybe that's the wrong term. I just put too much pressure on that. There we go. Put too much pressure on that process. And that was my biggest challenge of learning how to let go of that. Take the pressure off. But now it feels great. <laughs> One thing that I've learned from, I've learned lots of things from you throughout this process <clears throat> as a friend and co-worker. We've always, you know, we've, you know, we tr- we treat our baby with the utmost respect. Um, but your professionalism and, and, you just always seem ready, you know, always seem ready to, to, to go. Um, and yeah, I, I admire that. I admire that in you. Um, it's, it, it's, it's such a gift, you know? Thank you. I think, I think a massive challenge for me has, and still to this day is not being so, so in my head. Um, I'm still, I'm still, you know, getting, still finding my way through that. I had dinner with a friend last week. Shout out to Lou, if you're listening. Um, And he said, you know, I cannot wait to listen to an episode where the both of you pop off. (laughs) (laughs) He said, he, he said, I can... He said, I love it and blah, blah, blah. He said, but it sounds to him that we are, that we're still, that it sounds to him that we're still very conscious. Um, we're still very, what did he say? That we're still very conscious that we're being, you know, that anyone could be listening, you know? And, and, and he's waiting for us to kind of really let loose on an episode. And maybe cuss out everyone's clout. I don't know what he, I don't know. I don't know what. Ooh, well, you you got to know your branding, but right. <laughs> <laughs> that that definitely no. I I feel him on that. Um, I can say that I I personally, but I pro I approach that with everything. Like, and I don't know if it's because of my upbringing, but you know the fact that there's always like I think I've been told there's always someone watching, mm. <laughs> and that's just like it's it's drilled into me and so even on a, a platform that we actually have full control over <laughs> content wise and, and and execution wise that's still in the back of my head of there's always going to be somebody who is looking and listening and has something to say but i think i'm working on that like that's a me thing mm-hmm. and not even just a podcast thing and it's just learning again it's learning to let go <laughs> mm-hmm. and just and be all sides of me, not just one side that I've worked on and designed to present to people. So I'll take that note. This podcast feels like something that we are growing into. Mm. And I love that. And growing from. Yeah. Yeah. And with all the prepositions. <laughs> with I, I don't like without it, to be honest, I don't think. I would be operating the way I do. You know, it's been one of the major tools 
that in 2021 has really shaped how I approach people and situations. It really has. Because on listening to you, I'm informed of, you know, it's just, it's, oh. On a subconscious level as well. Like I, you've, um, I never thought of it that way, but totally. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like we've been in many social situations, but the ones that I've been in, yeah, I agree with you completely. It's a total different approach. So we've had our challenges this season, but what are some aspirations of yours for next season? Ooh. I like the idea of um of you know being around our listeners. So in watching Queer Talk Live was was a vibe. Um but you know, prior to that, I mean look at the Reed, for example, who still to this day are my favorites but they 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 built their podcast in in a room radio station and you know now they tour different spaces and host live shows i think that i think that would be cool Mm -hmm. um but just more just more of the connectivity um well my aspirations for season two To progress the interaction as well, I really feed off the feedback um, and the conversation. Not necessarily, oh, this is, you know. Yeah, I, I, I feed off the conversation. You know, this is you and I and our guests having a conversation, you know, talking, holding space. But it's also about our listeners. Um, so, so, so growing that community is 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 my main as is, is my main aspiration i think for season two if that makes sense i feel like that was a massive massive rant but just just more of that community to feel it more to be around it surrounded by it how about you model along the same lines um i'm very excited for future guests whoever you may be i speak you into existence um but connecting more with our communities outside of our Western worlds. Yes, amen to that. Because there's so many of us out there who who listen to us, and I'm specifically talking about from the African continent, um, who are going, like right now, going through hell as a queer Black person. And still managing, you know, to to listen to us and 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 aspire and find hope and whatever sense or sliver of positivity that they can, and just just being able to communicate, even though not directly, um, although some have reached out to us via DM, um, communicate with those of us in our community out there who are not able to live as we are so privileged to live. Um, That is something very special. And it's something I didn't see coming, but I now realize is, again, very necessary. Just because, like, we're 
we really are a community. And even though we can be like seas apart, you know, our listeners in Nigeria who are going through shit, like we gotta, we gotta be able to talk to each other. Yep. You know, and, I, and, and I, we're, I, a, we're able to, so, you know, we're able to, that's what these apps should be used for. And so, yeah, I just really want to keep extending those lines of communication to our brothers and sisters in in our community worldwide, okay? And it's, you know, of course, our biggest audiences are in the UK and then the US, and we love you all so dearly. But it's more than just us who exist mm-hmm. in this in this queer world of ours. Mm-hmm. And um, oftentimes I feel like people are forgotten if you don't live in Europe or... <laughs> <laughs> the Americas. So more outreach and then more fabulous guests, of course. So we thought we'd have a listen to episode one and two again. Um, and we did, you know, sort of question time, didn't we? <clears throat> but it was very lighthearted. So let's bring it back, but maybe let's get a bit, let's get deep and vulnerable today. <laughs> like what you mean just today like all well, the day <laughs> um but you know yeah we've cam and i have put together some thought-provoking questions um and we've not thought about this we've not written anything down um so yeah let's let's jump straight into it question number one what would you do if fear was not a factor and you could not fail Oh, <laughs> if fear was not a factor and I could not fail, mm-hmm. that means I uh, would I be more mouthy? Would I be um, more <laughs> open with my thoughts? I'm just processing this right now. <laughs> so you're choosing chaos and violence. Got it. <laughs> but, but, you know, that, I'm 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 playing with the idea. What would oh, if if fear was not a factor and I could not fail? I think I would be. I would care less about other people's bullshit. And that would be, you know, as lighthearted as it sounds and to, to, to one end to, to one end of the spectrum to the other. So that would probably impact on what I wear and choose to wear um, mm. in a lighthearted way. And um, maybe... Oh, will I be more fearless? Oh, that's such a difficult question. Yeah, I guess to simplify the answer, I would care less about external people's bullshit. So what would you do if fear was not a factor and you could not fail? I'd do all the things. Okay, if fear was not a factor and if I could not fail at this, I would want to start a restaurant slash bar slash lounge space. Wow. In Soho. Yes. That is QPOC friendly. Like, truly. Mm. And it would be nice and my vibe. (laughs) Y'all know what that means by now. Um, (laughs) It's going to have amazing food. Not too big of a menu. Because the whole idea is it for for it to be a, a place 
to to drink and and be with us. I no longer want to have the question of, oh, where did the black people, the black gays go to hang out? Yeah. The answer would be my place, <laughs> whatever the place name is. Um, so yeah, by what, day, What would be one lounge, of your specials? Food-wise? Mm. Chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love us a chicken wing. Oh my God, okay. Cute. Three flavors, maybe like barbecue, lemon pepper and teriyaki just off the top of my head um so i have a thing i have a thing for chicken wings and i have a thing for champagne or prosecco or bubbly so like chicken wings and champagne is like probably a chapter of my memoir Um, (laughs) so you know it's a it's a little bit of home and a little bit of bougie or whatever um and again just where we can really like just feel like we could be there too, you know. You know, and, and a lot of people say don't start a restaurant is the worst thing you can do. So I think this is the perfect answer for this question. Beautiful. No fear, cannot fail. Lounge, restaurant, bar for QPOC and everybody else <laughs> in Soho. <laughs> I love it. What were you doing when you felt most passionate and alive? I'm on stage. Period. Performing. Period. That's when I feel most alive, doing something that I have a passion for. Beautiful. I totally relate to 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 work being <laughs> where the passion lies as well. Um, when I'm with my clients, who are you know most of them are young people in inner city London, um, who haven't had the best hand handed to them. Mm. When time is spent with them. And when I hear how their minds work and what makes them tick and their aspirations or, you know, when I see them have a breakthrough, that is when I feel alive. That's when I get back to the office or I get back home and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is why I do what I do. Um, yeah, so 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 meeting meeting and being around my young people at work um is when I definitely feel most alive. Yeah. All right, you ready for this one? Are there still toxic relationships in your life that you still need to deal with? Oh. I'm going to choose violence today. Um uh- so <laughs> There are definitely, I think one like learning for me, massive learning is just because you've known someone for a long time or just because someone's family, it doesn't mean that you need to be all up under them. You know, loyalty, I feel that loyalty is earned and loyalty is is a mutual agreement between two people. Um. And, you know, I, th- I, I think <clears throat> boundaries constantly change in friendships as well as relationships. And I guess that question is focused on toxic relationships. I would say more problematic than toxic. Um, 
I guess the two are linked. But I guess yes, there are. Yeah, there, there, there is. There, there are a couple of relationships in my life that I am that I need to knock on the head, um, and just you know readjust the boundaries. I'm gonna leave it there. How about you? Yes, there are. Um, I think these relationships that I need to deal with next are a bit on a smaller scale, but I recently, as in like two weeks ago, um, ended a relationship that I didn't even know was toxic until it was time to end it. Um, I mean, I didn't know it was toxic for a decade. Wow. That long. Wow. Wow. And it was a group of us, actually, who needed to end it with this mutual person. And I think we've been holding on for so long, hoping for change, when really, that person has been very consistent for all this time. They've been the most consistent one, and they've been showing it to us the whole time. Everybody loves that Maya Angelou quote. I don't even need to quote it. Um, <laughs> you know what it is. We ain't believe them. Yeah. <laughs> so had to end it. And I mean, this was a, a close, close friendship. Known this person since I was teen since we were teenagers. Besties. And you know, people change. And, and some for the better and some for worse. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just in a People change, we change, our boundaries change. And I feel mm. like, you know, with... If someone can't truly be happy for you, then there are issues there. There are issues yes. there. You know, if someone... If you're telling someone Wagwan and they are still... <laughs> you know, and you're saying, I'm giving you A and B, and they are saying, no, it's six. <laughs> Not six. Constantly. Then something's up. Something's not right. Completely different wavelength there. <laughs> right? Different frequencies. So. <sighs> it's tough. That shit is tough. And it hurts. And I think about this person every day. Every day still. Mm-hmm. And part of me gets pissed off that I think about this person every day. But it's like, no. My love hasn't gone. Mm-hmm. It's just... My, I'm taking back my time, <laughs> reclaiming on, my time Maxine. and my energy. And I should have done that ages ago. And I'm, I'm also just reclaiming the space of respect. The respect was gone and I didn't realize that was the T. Yeah, there was just a lot of things that I really just woke up to and I'm still wiping the crack out of my eye. But like, it had to be done. And I'm actually glad that whatever ties were severed were severed. Um, I'm very open to receiving a new person in that in that friend if that is going to truly be new or working on renewing. <laughs> you know, stuff doesn't happen overnight. But if you're not even showing me signs that you even want to change anything, then nah. Yeah. See you, sis. See, Do your lo- thing. loyalty is a mutual agreement, not one-sided. Period. Next question. Are you a good friend? 
Now, who gonna say they're not a good friend? <laughs> okay, let's rephrase that. Are you or can you be problematic at times? Yep. <laughs> Should I divulge or is that Come okay? On, give us the tea. <laughs> um, so I'll start with the first f- f- question. Am I a good friend? Yes. Um, am I the friend that many people might want from me? Or want me to be, I should say. Probably not. Um, I went from being the friend who... I went from being the person that had all these people around me and called them friend. Yeah. And accepted quite a lot (laughs) from loads of people um, that a person on the outside might have looked at me and gone, really, sis? Um, And then from my... Late 20s, I mean, and then definitely when I turned 30, it was a shift. I probably already mentioned this, but I mentioned it again. It really was a big shift. And that shift was most noticeable in my social circle. And so a lot of these people who I called friend and I realized weren't actually my friend, I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to have to tell you about yourself for a second. (laughs) And that didn't, you know, that rubbed people the wrong way because... I wasn't giving that. And all of a sudden, Cameron's voicing his his opinions and, and what he doesn't like or tolerate. And so a lot of people ended up going away because of that. Could um, you set your boundaries? Yep. I had no boundaries before. Mm. And I set them. So now, the second part of that question, can I be a problematic friend? Yes. I, although I'm working on it, my patience is still on the low end. Um, I'm very precious with time and maybe a bit too much of a stickler for time. Um, And in a world where I recognize that a lot of people like to be a bit more spontaneous, I haven't been blessed with that gene just yet. So I can tend to be a bit hard and following along from that hardness i can tend to be a bit curt and i don't know if that's i don't know if that's the new york in me i don't know what it is but i've recognized that in me and um i realize that especially living here that that isn't received in the same way as it might be received in the united states and so trying to now find the balance between setting boundaries and still having softness um which i had in abundance beforehand <laughs> softness and and compassion actually no i'm compassionate but <laughs> i'll keep i'll keep the i'll keep the softness part i'm still trying to find that balance now that i'm truly a grown man um and not you know <laughs> a young adult if that makes any sense um so yeah, I'm I'm learning to navigate that with people and really just trying to be sensitive of of how people receive things. Gorgeous. Thank you for being so open. I'm gonna turn that back on to you. I mean, I think you're a good friend, so I'll answer that for you. But you can give your own answer, of course. Are you a good friend? And then can you be problematic at times? I think everyone can be problematic at times. Um some people just choose not to see it or not. You know, I love that meme where people say, 
<laughs> Imagine burning sage to remove the toxic energy and you're the one that gets removed <laughs> from the space. I love that. I love that. Because it reminds it reminds us all to look in the mirror, okay? But <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. Um I am always gonna be there for a bitch, for shoulder to cry on. Um I will travel to the ends, out of the ends, to to do what I've got to do. I will post up with you. I will call your man from a from a from a block number to make sure that he is. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not joking. Exactly. I will find someone on Facebook that you're looking for. Um, I. I'm always going to be there for my people. Them always, always, always. Um, I think when it comes to being, yeah, my, I think my area of being problematic might be with, um, I don't even know if it's problematic, but just like trust or like cutting people off. I think to protect my, um, to protect myself, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I I cut people off maybe a bit too soon or for the no let me not say that let me rephrase that that sounds really problematic <laughs> well you said you problematic so <laughs> let me rephrase that I think maybe I'm like too sensitive um and I like try and read between the lines a bit too much you know um in like some social interactions uh which you know can cause you to be a bit problematic sometimes of how you kind of engage with someone you know um sometimes i can be very suspicious about people's intentions mm-hmm. i think you know for someone who's you know been burnt in the past i'm kind of like i can be suspicious about okay but Are you are you being genuine? Um, if that makes sense. But no, yeah, I, I, I'd say I'm a good friend, and you know we can all dip into that zone of being problematic at times. Who would you trust with your life? Do you want specificity or like? Give whatever you're that? comfortable giving. Who would I trust with my life? Like everything, my life. Not just with like holding my hair back when I throw up in the toilet at the club, like your my life. life. Yeah. If your life okay. is in a glass jar. My really, really good friend Ricardo, who lives here in the United Kingdom. Aww. Because he is a father, a husband, and he is very caring. And gorgeous. And gorgeous. I would also trust my life with two of my best friends back home, Cree and Justin. Cree, whose voice you heard in one of our episodes already. Um, I've known them for forever, it seems. They know everything about me. And they protect me as it is. So if I had to give them my life in a glass jar, I would give it to them. And then lastly, my husband. Along the same lines, he knows everything about me. 
Um, he lives with me, so he knows how to care for me the most. <laughs> <laughs> he knows my delicacies and my fragilities. So yeah, I would trust those four people with my life. My first initial reaction is no one. And there's, and, there, and there's where I go in being problematic because that's not true. <laughs> my mom is definitely one of them. And, you know, I know she won't mind me saying this, you know, our relationship isn't where we'd like it to be right now. But even, even saying that, I could definitely give her my life in a glass jar and trust that she would care for it today. Um, and my hubby, for all the obvious reasons, you know, but th- those, those two individuals, for sure. I kind of look at that question also like, you know, God forbid, if I were ever in any situation where I couldn't make a decision on my well-being, who would be responsible enough? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's about responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. Because it's not about, to me, I read the question, it's not about who, you know, who are the people that you love or that you trust. It is about mm-hmm. that responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely, good perspective. It's a really, really, um, really great perspective on the question. What are you most grateful for in your life? Every day, my health. I'm grateful for my health every day. Um, Being able to create art. I'm grateful for that every, every, every moment, every breath. Um, My mind is constantly bubbling with ideas, thoughts, feelings. Um, And, you know, they all look like art pieces in my brain. (laughs) It's the best way I can where I can describe it. So I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful that my marriage is healthy. My husband is in good health. I'm grateful for our garden and the space that we get to share with each other every day. I'm grateful for my friends. Truly, my gay family I'm grateful for my gay family, Mm. every single one of them. Because, you know, without them, I I wouldn't be half the man I am today. Really and truly. How about you, darling? I'm grateful for the ability to love. I'm grateful for the power of discernment. Yes. Because I didn't really utilize that much until recently. I'm grateful for awareness, not just on a physical level, but like on a spiritual level. I'm grateful. I'm also grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my tribe. 
wherever they are, everywhere they are. Yes, amen. I am grateful for art because she saves me. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for this body I'm in, for this mind I have, for this heart that beats. Speak on it, sis. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this platform. The list goes on and on. There's a lot to be thankful for. Truly. Mm. Truly. Like, in spite of dot, dot, dot. Yeah, yeah. There's so much that I'm very glad I can say I can be grateful for. Last, definitely not least. What do you want to be remembered for at the end of it all? Joy. What do you want to be remembered for? Just contributing to the bigger picture. Well, history's already being written, so... Roll on for season two. It's been a pleasure sharing this platform with you, Mr. B. I cannot wait till season number two. And you, baby love. I'm really looking forward to it. Whatever that may bring. Thank you all who have listened to us from episode zero. When we gave y'all what the tea was going to be. It was like more sugar added on top of that. But hey, we still (laughs) (laughs) still stayed on brand, I think. (laughs) Ooh, we kept it light and sweet for that one, didn't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might have to change a few things for the second episode, the second season, but you know it's gonna be good anyway. We're gonna serve, honey. Uh no, but thank you to you all who listen. Thank you again to a huge component to this podcast, and that is our lovely theme tune and our sound bites that we have throughout every episode, and that wouldn't be possible without the amazing Tony Sound, who completely took our Did bits and tank. pieces of ideas and inspirations, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just made something that completely, I think, helps define what this is. Completely. So huge thank you to him. Huge thank you to everyone who have affirmed us to continue to do this. And yeah, we love you. It's been, it's been amazing, Cam people them we love you we appreciate you we cannot wait for you to see and hear what we have in store for season two until next time stay tuned for season two of two scoops scoops.